Hey everybody, welcome to Real Brave Live. My name is Dan, and today we are talking about World Listening Day, which was on July 18th. Uh, World Listening Day is uh, something put together by a bunch of folks, but more, more, more importantly, uh, R. Murray Schaefer, we're gonna talk about today. Um, World Listening Day is hosted every year by the World Listening Project, a nonprofit organization devoted to understanding the world and its natural environment, societies, and cultures through the practice of listening and field recording. This is going to be very interesting, folks. This is according to National Today that we're re reading that from. Um, very interesting program today. A little different than what you've seen before. No uh, obligatory or obligatory top ten uh, sm oh, smoke on the water. Shoot. But we will get to some sort of top somethings. Real Brave is a music studio, and we do teaching really well online and in person. We have three locations, but online, you could sign up today at practice-pad.com. And we have our own online in-person room where you can take lessons with a guy like that over there, Kevin, who you might be seeing right now, maybe not. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's pretty fantastic and, and we're pretty excited about it. And it, we're at 3.0 is coming out in this year. Folks, you have no idea how excited I am about that. But today, we're going to be talking about World Listening Day, and we're going to touch upon some field recording, something that you've probably never heard before, and then we're going to go into some new age music, because why not? I want you to hate me a little bit more here on Real Brave Live. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I like the banjo today. Yeah, I did, you know, it was closest to the stage. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Nice. So you you had a busy uh, week. You were uh, you you took the the helm of the the concerts that we had. Yes, that was. Oh my God! Such a fun weekend. Such a fun weekend. So we do concerts here at Real Brave, and yes. um, Kevin. Uh, it feels so good to be able to like say that affirmatively that yes, we do concerts because <laughs> for like a year and a half we like. Well, we, well, we do. Yeah, we typically do concerts, except like right now with, with the global pandemic, yeah. global coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't happening. And um, I think we're one of the first to get back on the, on the stage. Cool thing is that we have it in our locations now, and I think we're going to be able to do them every month pretty soon, as soon as we get it down a little bit more. But yeah, I saw some of the footage. It, it looked incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and in addition to like you know helping out at three locations, I was also video recording. All of it, um, almost like a uh, like a video diary or a tour vlog, um, and uh, I got lots and lots of good footage. I just started editing it yesterday. Um, it's gonna take a little while, but uh, be on the lookout for a feature-length documentary. Whoa! Real brave. Um, on this very stage where we're sitting right now, uh, on Saturday, uh, both uh, Yankee Doodle was played on piano, and then a couple of songs later, uh, some Lamb of God song, which I couldn't understand the lyrics because they were like Yeah, yeah. It's like a two minute long burp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, a lot of people like it, so I'm not gonna knock it. No, I'm not knocking it. And those people that like it, I'm afraid of. So I'm yeah. double not knocking. You're afraid of Paul? Yeah. Okay. Mostly Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the screaming? Uh, that was Mike. Mike did the screamo yeah. stuff. Yeah. It would not screamo stuff. It's not screamo. It's it's the throttle. It's uh, I think it's called uh, uh, breeing. Bree. 
Oh, yeah, I think so. Or something like that. I don't know. I, I'm not really quite sure. The only brie I like is cheese. Yeah, and when you put that stuff on bread, it's delicious. Oh, my God. So, um, well, thank you for the hard work you did this week. Thank you to all the performers that played in the concert, the oh, first one back. Yeah, it was definitely a team effort uh, between all of the locations, all of the, uh, the desk agents, the instructors, and, yeah, the performers. Yeah. Those, those kids, man, you could just tell how thrilled they were to be back. Some of them you can't tell. Some of, I mean, some of them is hard to tell. Some of them you can tell how nervous they were. Yeah. Which is great because they get up on stage, they perform great, and then you see how thrilled they are right. after, after right. having conquered that fear. Well, speaking of conquering, we've, con we've almost conquered a COVID in the sense that we've gotten 60 to 70% back to normal. Now with the concerts there, that gets us a little bit closer. All we got to do is get more students through the door, make people feel a little bit more comfortable. And That's right. By golly... By golly, you might be back to normal. Let's hope so. I hope so. Yeah. It's been the longest two years of my life. It's been two years? Well, it's It feels started... like both at the same time, like five years and like two weeks. November 2019 started a cascade of just problems. Yeah. Uh, someone left here that was really close to us. And then after that, we realized that there were some issues at the Queen's location and we had to make some changes there. And mm -hmm. then Javi left. And then all of a sudden... I've, we had a new manager, and then we Terrence came back from China, and then we were like, "What's happening?" And then all of a sudden, we were like, "Hey, Milan's closing." And then fast forward a year to half from there, and here we are today. Yeah, it's been a <laughs> heck of a ride. Yeah, but you've done pretty well for yourself. Yeah, I, I you got practically really, run the, the place now. I really got good at spreadsheets. Yeah, putting formulas into into cells. You're you're quite good at it. I remember the first time we started working on it together, and you were just kind of like, uh, yeah, you did, you, you're doing pretty good. All about that equal sum return, and then you select your range, and then whatever mathematical function you want in there. Speaking of spreadsheets, our uh, our Murray Schaefer um, was born in Sarnia, Ontario, and he studied uh, Royal at Royal School of Music in uh, London. You know, Royal School, the Royal Schools is like a thing. Okay. And people ask about that in Manhattan. All right. Uh, are we on, on the Royal Conservatory level yet? I don't know. I'm still waiting for the link of, of how spreadsheets relate <laughs> like to You got to make some sort of like... I guess. Yeah, just push past it. I'm move. sure he's on a spreadsheet. Yeah, he... Yeah. You know, everybody's on a spreadsheet somewhere yeah. in the IRS. Here's a, li <laughs> here's a list of all the sounds I want you to cover. Yeah. Um, at his last institution, he was a pupil of Richard Johnson. I don't know who that is. Mm. Uh, but his music education theories have followed around the world. He studied soundscape studios. He started soundscape studios at Simon Fraser University in the 1960s. In addition to introducing the concept of soundscape, he what? also coined the term yeah. schizophrenia in what? 1969. What? Um, well, really? What is a soundscape, Dan? To me, a soundscape is just an overall ethereal use of keyboards, natural sounds, and um, almost like 3D floating for the ears. That's my definition. Don't steal it. <laughs> 3D floating for the ears. <laughs> OK. Um, yeah, yeah. My my, I guess interpretation of it is just like uh, the collections of sounds in a scape or a landscape. But or whenever you define something, you can't use the, the word inside of it. All right. Well, it's it's the 
acoustic ecology of an environment. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So like you could go to 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 um, Times Square and there's a soundscape there and it's you know to a lot of people just noise, right? That's just noise. But if you as as World Listening Day uh, suggests, if you go there and you just like you know you tune in to not the noise because like white noise or noise is different than sounds. You know they it's the difference between listening and and hearing. You know, your ears are open, you're constantly taking in information, um, acoustic information, but when you listen, you actually focus your brain on it. So like you go to Times Square and you focus your brain into the trucks, the buses, the cars, the conversations, the people, the, uh, the, the cell phone beeps, the, the, the footsteps, you yeah. know, like there's a lot. It's, and I think as, what's the guy's name, Schaefer or something or other? R. Murphy Schaefer, very R. good. R. Murphy Schaefer. Something or other. Something um, or other. That's I, his middle name. That's his brother. I believe. <laughs> Something or other, Schaefer. I believe that he would go to these locations um, and like hear like symphonies of sound, and and um, I think a lot of his work sort of reflects that. Um, I don't know if you you got a chance to listen to any of his. Stuff. I did. I did. It's. I mean, it's. Uh, it's what I would expect. Yeah. It's like. Um, but it's more symphonic than it was his music, anyway. Right. No. It is. It is like written for instruments or voices or whatever it is. It's not just like the actual sounds, but like in the music. Like uh, I think there's one of them. Like it's a, a string quartet uh, for birds. Yes. Um, there's a whole point to this. We're gonna get to it. Um, Stay right there. It's like. It, it, it comes down to, again, the difference between listening and, and hearing. Speaking of listening and hearing, I read this wrong. Okay. <laughs> so he also coined the term schizophonia. Oh, schizophonia. In 1969. So is I was that reading too fast. Imagining sounds? It's a splitting of a sound from its source or the condition caused by the split. Not schizophrenia, which is just a split, which is probably just me. It's well, a good, good term for me. Yeah, John Nash, beautiful sure. mind. Russell uh, Crowe, 1999. According, this is a this is I guess a direct quote. We have split the sound from the maker of the sound. Okay. Sounds have been torn from their natural sockets and given an amplified and independent existence. Vocal sound, for instance, is no longer tied to a hole in the head, but is free to issue from anywhere in the landscape. Sound, I think, is taken for granted, personally, mm. in in today's day and age. Yeah. We've got these tiny speakers that we listen to, uh, hello Sharon and Al, that we listen to stuff on. Yeah. Tiny, tiny speakers. I've seen many, many a person listen to music on their phone. You're, you're not only missing the low end, you're only hearing the high end, you're missing the middle. Mm. And some of the middle is there, but it's so much more middle than it is high end sometimes that you're, you're just missing the whole point of the recording. Yeah, sometimes on the on these speakers specifically, they're they're decent, but you need a lot of space to take up the sound, right? Like you need yeah. that's why we have these huge speakers because it emanates. A, what is sound? Vibration, right? Yes. If you're not getting enough vibration, you're not going to get enough sound, especially for the low frequencies. For someone like this to be able to come forward years and years ago and talk about sound as almost like a living, breathing thing that we're taking out of ourselves and, and enjoying, mm. is the to me is, is some of like the most basic stuff when it comes to music. People make fun of me at home because I have this huge sound system for 
movies. So is my upstairs neighbor. <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> uh, but the reason why I'm so crazy about sound is because you you inve- you put yourself in the middle of it yeah. to hear what they intended, yeah. not to hear like almost what they intended. You want to be a part of it. You want it to shake you. You want it to feel like you're a part of the song, the movie, the, the soundscape, whatever. In the, in the sound engineering world, that's called fidelity. Sure. Um, how, how truthful the, what you're hearing is to the source of what's creating the sound. Right. Um, and, and a lot of times, and not to cut you off, but with the, the Sonos world, the Bose world, and the one speaker world specifically, mm. you're still missing the true fidelity. Yeah. You're only, you're, they're saying it's, uh, this is a little bit of beyond, I guess, what he's going for with soundscapes, but true fidelity, stereo, right? We're, with one speaker here pointing in this direction, you, you're only getting this much right. of the true sound. Right. But if you have a speaker on that side and a speaker on this side like we do here, you are getting true stereos, and then it's going to, Merge in the middle, and you're going to have all the stuff that's panned left and right, and behind you, and above and below. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, sorry, I just no, very, I'm very passionate about the, this. Uh, you know a lot more about the subject than I do. Real Brief started as a recording studio. Real Brief started as a recording studio, right? Yeah. Um, I took one semester of uh, audio engineering at college and passed with flying colors. But forgot all of the information. The physics behind it is fantastic. Oh, it's really cool. Um, you know, what is sound? Uh, sound is vibration. Vibration of what? It's actually fluctuations of air pressure vibrating your eardrum, which your brain then sends signals as neurons to interpret as information, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's like R. Murphy Schaefer, did I get that right? Yes. Was born in 1930. Murray. Murray Schaefer was born in 1933, and this was, you know, a, maybe a couple decades after, like, the proliferation of recorded sound. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, just a couple of years before, like, the first phonograph was, maybe, maybe like, 1890s, the first phonograph was, was, was built, and it was, like, a big copper cylinder that, you know, you would turn, and, like, it would generate a current and it'd be a transducer transducer of uh, electrical current into acoustic energy and um, like that was in its day huge because we have no recordings of Mozart we have no recordings of Beethoven no recordings of Bach we have no recordings prior to that era of, of innovation yeah so like there's really no way to uh, know the exact feel with which uh, Bach would improvise. There's no recordings of any of his improvis- improvisations. There are maybe some loose transcriptions, but so when 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 that revolution hit, it was it was a revolution. Um, but it it started this divide of what is real and what is um, a recording, and what is true, and how closely can we replicate. The truthfulness of, for example, my voice. My voice right now is um, being picked up by this microphone. Is it still on? Maybe. Yep. Still. <laughs> Shut this microphone off. Uh, it's being picked up by this microphone, but it's actually the energy from my voice is pushing the air molecules back and forth in such a way that it's vibrating a little uh, thing inside the microphone, which the rate of which sends an electrical current through the wire all the way to the iPad. Uh, and the iPad then turns it into a signal, or it's already a signal. I don't really know that much about it. Again, I passed the class, but I forgot <laughs> almost all of the information. But then 
it's being sent via freaking satellite to you, listener, viewer, singular, at home. See. Um, and then your device is taking that uh, signal and it's turning it back into uh, a pulse from a speaker pushing air out into your ear. Which you can then listen to. And yes. listening is indeed an art that requires undivided attention and patience from a person that benefits another yeah, I read who's that. in need of it. I read that. So listening is a skill. Yes. It's a skill, it's a skill, it's a skill. We have a problem with that here. I have, listens. I have something to say about that. <laughs> so, um, and this is why uh, I abruptly came into your office and I was like, can we start to do this? Can we plan these out a little bit more in advance? Yeah. <laughs> you don't like the one hour before planning? Well, no, because I'm usually doing spreadsheets and it, to quote that and undivided attention yeah. is not um, something I always have. I'm, all right. So the world listening day, right? Yeah. Undivided attention. Sure. Listening is a skill. Mm -hmm. Personally, I like to sit at home, headphones on, and listen to music. I'm sure there's a lot of people, audiophiles out there that like to do that. But I would argue that it's a, it's a kind of a dying, Art, would you argue that? Or yeah. 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, all the people that you know, preceded the current generation, they're not sitting with their stereo headphones on at home necessarily. Maybe if you are, please comment below if you're in, in your Gen Z. Are you listening to just listen, to listen to the music, to listen to the lyrics? My daughter, my daughters do it. I've been training them. I, I, I mean, I'm sad to say that, like, no, it's often a very passive experience for me, like driving or... or oh, it's a, so even for you right now, it's a passive experience. Unless I'm, like, you know, learning a song or teaching a song, and I'm really listening to the nuance, it's, it's often just, like, in the background. Okay. Do you go forest bathing at all? For what? Forest bathing. Forest bathing? Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Do you know what forest bathing is? I can guess. I can take a wild guess. Go ahead. Uh, you bathe in a stream or a brook no. or a lake in no. the forest. No, it's not. Oh. It's very lewd. Well, I stand by that. Okay. <laughs> forest bathing is just like a walk in the, in the, in the forest, just taking in the sounds of nature and, and being present in the moment. Oh. We're, we're getting to that new age. No, I, I never do that. You never do that. But I do often bathe in streams. So mindfulness. What is mindfulness? So that's uh, awareness of your thoughts. Awareness of now. Of your current now. Right now. Right. At this moment. Now. Yeah. So with, with the hustle and bustle of the <laughs> daily life. What, what is this? Is this now? This no. is right now. No, it's before. No, it's then. <laughs> what are we watching now? This is now. Right now. Spaceballs, check it out. Yeah. Um, John Candy. So this kind of sparked, uh, I guess, uh, someone like um, Mr. Schaefer sparked a movement of recording soundscapes, yes, but also being aware of, like, a, a day like this, which is celebrated on his birthday, July 18th, uh, the different types of sounds in life. So we got to listen to some of uh, these, I guess, recordings of nature. Yeah. And uh, like this. Yeah, let's see what this is. This is a recording people bought in 1966. The lyre bird. 
not get me on that. Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, come at us, Mark come Zuckerberg. Mark. Come, Mark. Um, you can't own birds. So this is a recording, and it's 10 minutes long. Um, the most popular one, though, that sold 100,000 records is Roger Payne's Song of the Humpback Whale. 100,000 records. I believe that. And it caused a movement to say, start saving the whales. Well, help spark the movement. Yeah. This is an actual recording of whales. Now, you're thinking right now, why are we doing this? Well, this is, to some people, music. We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> for this podcast. We've talked all of the top ten lists, and these are the top ten whales in the North Pacific. Yeah. Top ten whales coming in at number ten, the humpback whale. <laughs> Sold 100,000 times. 100,000 copies, the humpback whale um, mysteriously died after getting stabbed in the back by a pirate. Posthumously nominated for a Grammy and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He should be in the Rock and Roll. Mr. Humpback um, did tons of drugs, unfortunately. He's yeah. not in the Humpback Hall of Fame. Yeah. Rock and Roll Humpback Hall of Fame. Yeah. 100,000 records, Kevin. Is it, a, is it beautiful or is it scary? I think it's beautiful. Okay. Um, it's nature. It's, uh, it's, it's like a, it's a language that we have, we have no way to decipher, but it's there. They use underwater hydrophones. The album sold 100,000 copies and helped kickstart Save the Whales movement that, end up, that ended the, much of the deep uh, sea whaling worldwide, although it did pick back up again. Jersey Blackfish? It sounds like um, somebody's getting murdered, but other than that, I think, I mean, it's got some of those um, Alfred Hitchcock psycho vibes with it. Yeah, it's got, I mean, it's, it's eerie. It's very eerie. It sounds, uh, acoustically, it sounds like if you were to um, drag uh, a bow across like a cello string, but like not press, not enough to like vibrate the string, but to release its overtones. Uh-huh. And then changing your position on the neck. A little bit. You know. Here's uh, Andrew Rue slot machine music. That was in the key of B. It makes me wonder if um, slot machines are tuned, uh, if their little chimes and tunes are, are, are tuned to a specific key, like across like an entire you know floor, so that it's not like hugely cacophonous. Like that had like that That's, was a, that there was something going on. Yeah, there, there was so, some cohesion to the different sounds that were happening there. Yeah, you could, you're saying it was in key of A, yeah. and you can definitely hum a B over that. That's very interesting. Uh, Chris Watson's Mexico. Not James Taylor's.
That's Mexico? Mexico sounds pretty cool. Also in the TV. I think it's uh, real recordings uh, for a fictionalized rendering. Or the key of C-S-I, uh, according to, uh, you know. Uh, oh, so he recreates a now-defunct ride across Mexico from uh, Pacific Ocean to the Gulf. This virtual vacation features plenty of rhythmic, uh, rhythmic, rhythmic, hi, uh, chug-chugging along a distant um, radios, chirping birds, uh, stretches of serenity, and even a crescendo into some song. Are we still in soundscape land? Or are we in new? This is in field recording land, but okay. it's it, it kind of melts together because um, that's where it kind of goes into and celebrates both those both the worlds. And I just figured, you know, it's not a top ten of, per se, but it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very very cool. In fact. Are we still playing here? What's happening? Oh yeah, we are still playing. Okay. So what do you think of that? It reminded me of something you'd hear in the background, background or the outro of like a Radiohead song. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. This is from the 60s and 70s. This is not like current. Um, this most recent one is from 1999. Let's listen to one. This is 2010, 2005, 2004. Brokenhearted Dragonflies. I don't know. This is a nightmare. That's a nightmare. I don't want to listen to that. Uh, I mean, uh, high pitched. I don't know what about the dragonflies are broken hearted. <laughs> I feel like that was unnecessary. I think at that point, now you're just trying to sell records. Yeah, I mean, really, guys. You could just sell out. This is dragonflies.mp3. <laughs> The Songs of the Humpback Whale. Um, I already went over that. Dot uh, Dawn and Dusk in the Okefenke Swamp. Let's try that one. 1974. Give us a little uh, swamp music. Uh, uh, okay. That was swamp music. We can do a little banjo in the background of that. Yeah, this is the uh, journey to the wetlands in the Florida Georgia line. Uh, they omitted the alligator uh, munching of human being flesh. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that was a tasteful choice. Yeah. Tasteful. Tasteful. Choice. Nice. I, I saw you did there. Yeah. Uh, it's journey to the center of the wetland of Florida uh, Georgia Line where frogs, bugs, birds, and even the occasional alligator. And fan boats. There's right? a fan boat not too far away from here. Is that right? Yeah, there's people in uh, Greenwood Lake that live oh, on an right. island and they have to go back and forth on a fan boat. Wow. Um, in the winter. Fun. So that's, that's uh, recording life and making music out of it. It's a, it's a little interesting. Yeah. People bought it, apparently. Yeah. And um, which, of course, leads us to New Age. How? I don't know. <laughs> but 
I originally wanted to talk about Yanni. Okay. I decided not to talk about Yanni. Thanks. But New Age is a soundscape. Mm -hmm. um, it does sometimes include sounds of water mm -hmm. and uh, ethereal kind of sounds from nature. Mm -hmm. New Age. Now, I don't know if you ever caught yourself in the old days and going to Barnes & Noble and trying to buy like a book on self-help, but it was in the New Age section and you felt kind of weird. Uh, that was me. But now they've separated You're it. You're surrounded by dudes in turtlenecks and like thick glasses <laughs> and shaved heads. Yeah. Your pants aren't tight enough. Soul patch. And I, I can't do a soul patch. I wish I could. You could. Uh, you did a beard. Right here. You did a beard one time. I, I, I know that because I was looking through old footage for some some montage stuff. Yeah. And I just saw like bearded yeah. Dan. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't look good in a beard. Do it again. No, no some people can carry it off, such as yourself, but I look like, um, I look like I'm wanted. You do look like you're trying to evade law enforcement. Yeah, I, I don't, bit. I look like I've, I've gotten a new identity. But it's a good look. It's, you know, it's sort of fugitive it. on the run type thing. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> Just not interested in it. So you want to talk about New Age? No. Yep. <laughs> I sure do. I just want to point out that, um, you know, the, the all of the soundscape stuff, it's like a little bit accessible. You know, like there's something there's something there for everyone if you know what you're signing up for. Um, some of our Murray Schaefer's uh, music is a little less accessible, more airing toward the side of like Aaron Schoenberg, if you've ever listened to him. He's a, a neoclassical composer who experimented with atonality and 12-tone mm. row and all of that. And um, I don't like Aaron Schoenberg. It's like, it's too far out there. At least with some of our Murray Shaver's music, it's, uh, there's some repetition and repetition legitimizes, repetition legitimizes. So there's, there's a little bit of um, accessibility there for, for even like a, a, like a casual listener. Um, New Age, I think, is built to be accessible uh, to a fault. Yeah, so I listened to some of the stuff. I listened to, uh, well, I did listen to the top five that we're going to talk about. The, the top five best New Age albums, according to some person. And, um, I mean, I wasn't overly impressed. Did you get to listen to them? Okay. <laughs> well, the... Number five, uh, J.D. Emanuel's uh, Wizards. It's a bit too much. There's a fish um, song called The Lizards. The Wizards. Oh. Fish song? Yeah. No. Talk about accessibility. The names of the songs are Attaining Peace, Prayer, Focusing Within, Spanning the Universe. I, 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 there, there is a section, there is a, a belief that music can bring you to a, a higher place or deeper within. And uh, these are folks that, that try to, uh, oh look, there's a fish graphic on the screen. Ah, yes. Nice job, Great Greg. job, Good intern job. Greg. Yeah. Greg, the oh. intern's just crushing it. On point He's, with he's that. doing all sorts of, we, let, this week we've, we've gone from no lower thirds and, and images to lower thirds and images. Wow. I mean, yeah. very good. Leaps, leaps good and job. bounds. Good job. So yeah, this Wizards, uh, I'm gonna have to talk about it because Kevin didn't do any prep. Uh, he's been busy like working. I mean, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to, you know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm only here for the new age. Right. So this uh, J D Emanuel guy um, is a, is a self-proclaimed electronic minimalist. Isn't it amazing how artists like just go to 
lengths to, in self-description and in beliefs to, to obtain art. It's, I just find it amazing. Yeah, it's, you know. Electronic you minimalist, what the hell is that? Uh, just, you just gotta like do be different and uh, you know, people will buy what they haven't heard before somehow. He's got a decade-long advocacy for a ther the therapeutic power of cyclical music. Yeah, so do the Disco Biscuits. The Disco Biscuits? Yeah. What, who's that? It's, they're just like a like a jam dance jam band. That who actually I have a lot of friends who are heavy into the Disco Biscuits. Disco Biscuits is uh, the, the name of the band, but it's also slang slang for. Uh, uh, so. Okay. <laughs> Did you catch that? <laughs> I whispered it pretty loud. Um, but no, there, there's so that's like the basis of like trance and house music too. Is just this like constant. <laughs> that's chill, chill, chill combined with some of the. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid to say it. If you're a chill music type person, you a, are you chiller? Are you a stone cold chiller? But if you got there? that beat in the background, you've got a synth going on in the background with some of the stuff that's on here. Yeah. Ten people are listening to this. Wow. Please. Ten people have listened to this. Oh. Yeah. Right? That's that's chill. Yeah. So New Age to does have chill hop. Chill hop. To lo-fi. I'm not a New Age fan. I'm just I think it's very interesting that like you take all the beats out of it and like some background voice going. Yeah. Chill. Yeah, that's what I mean. Come on. Come on now. It makes sense. I've got three people watching. All right. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was a song by um, J.D. Emanuel. <laughs> Coming in hot, number 6,000. If you're uh, watching this because you were at one of our three concerts this weekend and you saw the promos on the screen, this is uh, highly ranked of the American <laughs> uh, Video Podcast Institute of America. Yeah. Um, but we don't have uh, copyright uh, capabilities. No, like nine out of ten things that we say are probably some sort of infringement. We got we got flagged for showing a picture of Mariah Carey. Ooh, we got to do that show. Oh, the Mariah Carey show? Yeah, we should. This Christmas, we're just going to do a show, and it's just going to be pictures of Mariah Carey. Yes. And no music, though, just pictures of her. Let's see what happens. And just us repeating the phrase Mariah Carey. Yeah, Mariah Carey. Uh, number four, Suzanne Doucette, Reflecting Light, Volume 1. Did I have this up here? I do. Uh, same thing. <laughs> oh, that's the one that I... Butterfly it's, it's, in the sky. Yeah. Time keeps on Also, Riders on the Storm, a little less so. Maybe more of a reach. I need some crystals and uh, massage oils uh, Himalayan pink sea salt rock yeah lamp what? Himalayan salt Himalayan rock, salt rock lamp. lamp it's total BS supposedly it, it makes the air ionizes it it ionizes the air like like there is some sort of analogy I don't know um, some sort of mysticism is this yeah, like a sage, burn some sage, yeah, rub some crystals, um, pick up a good book. <laughs> you um, listen to this for five minutes and your brain starts going a little... You can't listen too, too loud. It's got to be like in, way in the background and it has to be like 
surrounding you. And yeah. then it's kind of interesting. But if it's on one speaker or on your phone and you're like, or it's in your headphones, God forbid, that's even worse. <laughs> that's too much. Way too much. Isn't the most fidelity you can get, though? Eh, <laughs> no, because it's, then it's too much. You need It's supposed to be like really in the background. I, I was passing by your office as you were listening to some of this before. I did notice you levitating. <laughs> There's a solid six inches off the ground. So that's Reflecting Light by uh, Suzanne Doucette, and of course, uh, number four of the most f incredible New Age albums of all time. Uh, Kevin's a huge New Age fan. Uh, he picked this list personally. He did. I insisted on doing this one and no other podcast. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you have ideas for a podcast that doesn't include anything with the name Fish, then uh, by all means, uh, we'll do a take day. charge. We'll do a dead podcast. Grateful Dead? We did a Grateful Dead podcast. Did we? we? I think we did. We might have. Uh... Gymnosphere by uh, Jordan de la Seria. Seraria. Music for gymnastics. All right, this is a little bit more. Spear of the Sublime Dances. It's very low. It sounds like The Exorcist. So if you are <laughs> sitting at home right now spitting out vomit, yep. it's because of this song. Right? Yeah, so I get the minimalism idea behind it. It's, you know, it's kind of monophonic and... Uh, Lots of reverb, piano, synth in the background, new age music. You, yeah, you can make... The, that's the ingredients. Yeah. That's the raw materials for new age. It's just reverb, piano, synth... You also have to be the type of person that wants to uh, identify as an electronic minimalist or something in that vein where you're like, I need to define myself as something. Yeah. Like, I'm going to wear um, robes all the time. I'm a, I'm a robe enthusiast and electronic minimalist. I wonder if those, how wide that, that cross-section of a Venn diagram of robe enthusiasm and an electronic minimal. I very wear, very, uh, very rarely wear a robe. Mm. Um, usually, it's it's a very uncomfortable situation. When's the last time you wore a robe? Monday. Really? Uh, yeah, I like to get uh, comfy, cozy after a shower. You have on. your own robe. Yes. You have a shower robe. Yes. Do you listen to new age music with a little bit of? Uh, uh, smoky, what's that called? Incense? Yes. Uh, almost exclusively. It's yeah? part of my post-shower ritual. <laughs> I throw on the robe. It's got uh, my monogram. Uh -huh. And I, I go into... Um, it was a bedroom. I live in a one-bedroom apartment. But yeah. We converted that one bedroom into a uh, Soundscape New Age uh, pod. Yeah. Where it's just on, in the center of it's a beanbag chair. Okay. Um, with uh, all sorts of herbs and spices all around it. Explains a lot. I mean, cats are Satan's pets, right? You have tons of cats. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, one of the herbs is it's catnip, obviously. Uh huh. Um, but the cats are not allowed in the room. No. No. No, no. And uh, I like the incense, and I put on the, the rock lamps. <laughs> There's people I, watching, I, and they're like, what the I hell? I rub is the happening? crystals, and I start to, you know, astro project into. Uh, I have a voice. funny story about astro projecting. Do you? I do. Interesting. <laughs> go, please go. My father went into like a weird like phase in his life where he was really into crystals. 
that. Okay. Astral projection. All right. Uh, go into like those types of people. Interesting. So he brought home a VHS tape, and it, it was like, you ever see The Ring? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, that it was scared the crap out of me. Strange. So like, first of all, it's it's got like this these graphics that come up, and and then this type of music in the background, right? And there's a guy that's talking like, "You are now getting sleepy. You're thinking about yourself in the third person." Wow. Right. And um, <laughs> every time you look in the mirror, you look like Richard Dawson from Family Feud. <laughs> so. So seriously, so it, and then it takes you on this journey where you actually go deeper in yourself, and you're supposed to astral project yourself out into the universe. Me, I just sat there and like sweat, and nothing happened. But my sister, apparently, like it worked for her, and she like. And you haven't seen her since. What's that? Four percent. All right, we're gonna be wrapping up soon. Oh. Um, apparently, like yeah, it worked for her. She like saw some like crazy weird stuff. I'm a friend of mine. We did it like like a group of us did it together, and yeah. Uh, don't astro project kids, it's scary. <laughs> It'd be a fly on the wall of that dorm room party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we don't have enough time to get to number one. I know you're really upset. So uh, To be continued? Yeah, you know, maybe we'll post it on the, uh, on, on the Facebook. Okay. And um, we'll continue this next week. We can have more of a discussion on uh, New Age music, Kevin. Yeah. And astro projection. Sure. So... Uh, you ever tried lucid dreaming before? Uh, Greg's nodding his head. Greg, he, Greg are seems you awake like a right solid, now? Lucid dreamer. Are you sure about that? This could be all a dream. Um, uh, the way you do it, I've heard, is you draw dots on your thumbs, and every time you look at your dots, you do a reality check to make sure you're awake. And so usually that involves looking at text because in your dreams, text is never text; it's all like gumbly, messed up. And then so you go, you do the check, and then in your dreams, you see it in your on your thumb, and you look at a text, and you're like, "Oh wait, I'm dreaming," and then you can do whatever. I don't think that's you gotta, real. You have to put like a mark on your body somewhere. Yeah. And that's if it's not there in the dream, it's uh, like you're in a dream. So okay. You gotta like change it up every so often because like your body will eventually be like, oh, I remember that. No, right, 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 right. Okay. Well, uh, I don't dream very well. I try to remember stuff and I, I never can. It's usually all backwards. I'm usually, I usually have a leopard head. I'm it's a very strange. That's, that's today's show. Real Brave is a music school. We normally don't do stuff like this. We just wanted, I wanted to change it up, have a little bit of fun, uh, talk about stuff that's a little bit out there. Uh, normally we do top tens, we're just talking about music in general, uh, modern music, hip hop, whatever, dance, doesn't matter. But we are a music school and we teach this stuff in person and online. You can go to practice-pad.com and check that out. The new version's coming out this year and it's, it's quite incredible and quite inventive, I must say. Uh, you, we could teach anywhere in the world. Um, if you find yourself levitating in your room later at night, that's probably my fault. You can reach me at dan at realbraveaudio.com for any questions, thoughts, perceptions, or brilliant ideas. In the next episode, please take part next week. So we'll do this again, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, Kevin, do you have any last words, thoughts, perceptions, or brilliant ideas? Uh, just can't wait to see everybody next week on Real Brave Live. See you next week, everybody.